Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Department of Defense defends abortion. Yes, yes, you just heard that correctly. Donald Trump, the GOP. Yes, it is a truth or fiction Tuesday here on Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. Let's get in to critical thinking. Um, you, you looked a little confused there, Pat. Just a little? Okay. We, we'll get into it in a little bit. Don't you worry. Okay. This is a okay. truth or fiction Tuesday. Do not forget you folks could have participated. Um, all you have to do is literally send us a DM or respond to a tweet with uh, with truth or fiction hashtag at the cop and show at the Pat only show. Do not forget. You can always download rate review, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can see us every single Monday through Friday over on our rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking rumble.com backslash critical thinking. With that having been said, um, Mr. Pat Oni, it is a truth or fiction Tuesday. Do we have anything we need to address outside of the truth or fictions? I don't think so. I think we can just jump right in. Are you sure? Um, no, but you um, could correct me if I'm wrong. Is it? I, I just want to address this. Okay. Is it bad when um, one side of the political aisle calls the other side terrorists in open settings? Yes. Yes, it's bad. Okay, because mm-hmm. we had that from uh, Democratic Representative Representative Rosa DeLauro. She's nuts, by the way. She's she is one of the looniest of the loons in Congress oh on either side. By the way, this is not yeah. a descriptive of just the left. This is a descriptive of there are loons on both sides of the aisle. Oh. I'm thinking of like a uh, one George Santos or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's crazy too. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene can be crazy at times. Matt Gates can be crazy at times. Both sides have them. She has got to be in that top five list. In fact, maybe we should come up with that for Friday show. The top five craziest members of Congress. Yeah, yeah that 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 could be that could be a good list. I I wonder how much we would agree or disagree on that list too. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna find out this Friday. Maybe on Thursday we could deep dive into the crazy of Congress or whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We, we we will figure it out. Maybe, 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 just maybe we might do this tomorrow, too. Uh, after all, it is a WTF Wednesday. There's lots of places we could do this. That's the point. Uh, the, it fits into WTF. Of- it fits into best and worst of the week. It fits into deep diving. With that being said, um, it is time for us to go ahead with uh, truth or fiction. So I'm going to have you go with your first truth or fiction first, Pat. Okay. Truth or fiction, Donald Trump is the biggest loser from this past weekend. Hmm. That's an interesting proposition. 
And I'm going to actually answer it with my own truth or fiction statement okay. to you, Pat. <laughs> truth or fiction. Trump has already won the GOP primary. And the reason why I'm asking you that truth or fiction or giving you that truth or fiction statement in in my answer is this, Pat. Can both of those things be true at the same time? So we have a truth or fiction statement with a truth or fiction statement within a truth or fiction statement is basically what's happening. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, in, in today's political culture, yes, I think they all can be true. Okay. So again, your statement was that Trump was the biggest loser from this past weekend. Um, and my statement is that Trump has already won the GOP primary. I'm going to go with truth on your statement and truth on mine. Okay. And, and here's why. First, I'm going to address yours since you went first. Okay. Um, there's no doubt that he was a loser this weekend because we're already seeing the, again, National polling doesn't mean jack squat. It, it never has and it never will when it comes to a primary. You have to look at Iowa. You have to look at New Hampshire. You have to look at South Carolina, maybe Arizona now that uh, Turning Point USA had their event in Arizona this past week. But again, Arizona is down the pipeline from the traditional starting line, if you will, of the, the right. actual primary. He was an absolute loser because nobody's talking about him. Nobody is talking about what he had to say at Turning Point USA. I couldn't, I haven't seen a clip online. Have you? No. Okay. That means you're a loser because Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, and yes, Asa Hutchinson, and yes, Mike Pence were on the negative side of things, but they overshadowed you. That's not good. That's really not good. But I still think when we look at the New Hampshire poll that was released earlier today, he's up by nine points, I believe, on Ron DeSantis. It was a massive jump for Ron DeSantis. In fact, he is the only other candidate that is in double digits in the New Hampshire polling. The last poll I saw out of Iowa was pre-Family Leader Summit, and it was something like a 20-point lead for Trump. I also think we must, and I mean must, take into consideration what we found out this morning. And what we found out this morning is that um, the special counsel in Washington, D.C. has indicated that they're requesting the appearance of Donald Trump before the um, grand jury, which likely is an indication of an indictment coming down the pipeline later this week. And to be clear, that would be a third indictment, correct? And this indictment is is going to be multitudes of indictments, by the way. It's going to be multiple yeah. charges. This, this is in reference to the presidential um, security, if you will, in the okay. um, National Archives case. Okay. This is indictment number three. Question for you. Has Donald Trump's support wavered or has Ron DeSantis kind of gobbled up the conglomeration of smaller fish, if you will, to get him into the position in which he is in? I, I, I would say. I would say DeSantis is pulling some away. I don't know if he's pulling enough away. Um, and, and I, I think it's, I think it's too soon to be able to say that for sure. Right. Okay. Um, but, but to say some, I think, I think you can absolutely say that, but to say if it's enough or not, I, I don't, I don't know yet. I, and I think you're not going to know that until primary elections really, mm-hmm. um, has, has support for Trump wavered. Yeah. I, I would say those that aren't like die hard MAGA forever 
are probably questioning what they're going to do. And okay. if, if they're questioning, then, then yeah, it's, it's wayward. So that, that doesn't mean it's going to go to Ron DeSantis, but they're at least questioning what they're going to do in the election. Yeah, no, I, uh, here's why I brought up the indictment. Because if this is true, and they actually, as Julie Kelly noted in interviews um, today, that her sources are indicating that they're going to try to put him in prison. What happens? The entire time. What happens to his candidacy? And here's where I think this goes. I think Donald Trump has already won the GOP primary because Ron DeSantis has not been successful enough to date in pulling off the 10, 15, 20% of the, well, I liked Trump's policy, but I don't like Trump, right, as a person. He's not been successful in flipping that group enough. Would Would that group harden their stance on Trump to prove a point. That's where I think the problem exists for the Ron DeSantis campaign, for the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign is these indictments actually help Donald Trump in terms of his support within the GOP, which is insane to me because if he is really guilty of these things, you cannot nominate him. You can't. This is bigger than one person. Now, I will also say this, Pat. I saw an interview. I wasn't able to find it a second time. I saw the interview. It was with a bunch of different demographics of GOP voters that were at the Turning Point USA uh, conference this past weekend. There was a younger voter somewhere in the 20 to 29 range was asked about what if Donald Trump is not the nominee of the GOP? His answer he would still write in Donald Trump for president. That, that, that's a problem when it comes to being able to, if you are Ron DeSantis, make the case that you can absorb that support and represent that quote-unquote community. Now, I would suggest that you don't want to be representing the cultists anyway, but you need to be able to find a way to unbrainwash the cult and do it quickly if you're Ron DeSantis. If not, I don't think we get to Iowa and he's got enough support. He has got to get his ass in gear. He has got to show that he is going to compete. And we also know this. Donald Trump has indicated he is not showing up to the debate stage in late August. Why? Because he knows what the polling is telling us. It doesn't matter what he does. These people will always support him. It doesn't matter if he shows up. It doesn't matter if he chooses to eschew the Family Leader Summit for Turning Point USA. It doesn't matter if he does no rallies or all the rallies. It doesn't matter to the cult. They're going to continue to be the cult until somebody by the way, that's not Vivek Ramaswamy. That somebody has to be Ron DeSantis. Because Vivek Ramaswamy is kind of that uh, that Trump light right now, if you will. Ron DeSantis is representing something a little bit different. But he's got to find a way to not go in the gutter with Donald Trump. Like the name calling, the whatever. But he has got to find a way to be somebody that gives you that contrast. That crystal clear vision that, yes, I believe in America first. As much as I'm a libertarian and I don't believe America first is a right policy prescription per se. But he's got to find a way to to sell that, yes, here I am. I've got the bona fides for this, but I am somebody who can get the damn job done. And Donald Trump had his opportunity. Is he making that case very well? No, he's not. I don't see a path forward 
if he cannot successfully make that case in the next month. Because beyond August, what are we likely to see? Trials, tribulations, every reminder of we need to coalesce around this because this needs to stop. And there are lots of people who think like I do, who are firmly in the camp of we have to put him in place and in it, back in office, if only to shove it right up the backside of the powers that be. I think it's an absolutely ludicrous idea, but I think it's the idea that is reality right now. So what say you? Well, I, before I get into what you just barely said, I'm, I want to answer mine first. And I, I think mine is absolutely truth. I think he is the biggest loser of the weekend. Now, you can look at the Family Leaders Summit and say, like, well, who was the biggest loser within the summit? And you could have a different answer there. I think that's totally Well, yeah, true I mean, that was obviously Asa Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson, right? So Mike Pence, second. And then I put right. Donald Trump as a third on that category. But when you're talking about a big fish not stealing the spotlight. Right. You're a loser. You got you to show up. Right. I mean, this this just I mean, him not showing up reminds me of of what he did with COVID all over again. He didn't show up as our president then. He didn't show up as the quote unquote former president now. Right. You, you want to be the leader of the free, free country, this the free world. You show up. Right. That's so why I think whenever you don't show up, that just shows how much of a loser you are, especially given the crowd that was at the family leader summit. OK, right. the dichotomy million. of the two audiences. Turning Point USA is MAGA forever. Right. Family leader summit is faith leadership. It's the faithful. It is people who invest in their faith. Well, and what you had, what, 18 million people stream that thing? How many I don't, people I don't know what stream are in Turning Point USA? I didn't yeah. tune in. I didn't tune in. So it's just like, I. but I would also make the argument, you know, you and I probably aren't the audience of Turning Point USA. So, you know, but but we do keep enough track to see, see what's going on too. So, but any, mm -hmm. I digress that. Okay. So I, I think that's absolutely true. I think your statement, I I actually really love your analysis on this. I really do. However, I'm going fiction. Mm. And, and the reason why I'm going to go fiction here is because of what took place at the Family Leader Summit, because of the reaction, because of the amount of people tuning into that. It ain't over. It ain't over until the fat lady sings. However, time is going to tell which one of us is right. And if you're right, the GOP is fundamentally dead. It, the strategy that the MAGA forever, and I laid this out last week, what is your backup plan? If Donald Trump is not the nominee or the election, he is the nominee and the election gets stolen again, right? What is your backup plan? What are you going to do? What if he can't be on the ballot? What are you going to do? What is your strategy? It's a losing strategy. You want to, I want to win. And I think, you know, speaking for, uh, no, I'm not trying to speak for you here, but I, I think you want to win too. So it's like, but I also want to do what's right more, more so. So I'm like, are, are we, are we so ingrained into this worshiping of a, of a mortal man that, and we, we, we have this desperate need for revenge so much on the left that we're willing to cut off our nose to spite our, to spite our face. And then to try to rearrange chairs on a sinking ship is, is that the the strategy that that we're really going to go with it's not a winning strategy I, however i think there's a lot of sound analysis there of what could happen especially if donald trump becomes the nominee however i go with fiction because i look at what happened at the family leader summit i see the alternatives there's people worth listening to there's ideas that were presented that hey they may not be the right ideas but they're at least worth thinking about and that's I'm like, okay, if we can, if we can just stop for two seconds and think and reason and coalesce for Pete's sakes around somebody, and, then yeah, yeah, we, th I, that, that's winning. Right. And you mentioned winning. If I'm Ron DeSantis, what you said is exactly my stump speech everywhere I go. Folks, 
This is do or die. This is win or go home for freedom. And I've been in the fight. I've done it better than Donald Trump. I've got a proven track record of it. And most importantly, I am not 80 freaking years old. It's not a personal attack. It is the reality that is in front of us. And if I'm Ron DeSantis, I am making this candidacy about who can, not who can be the most electable, but who can win for freedom. And, and what I highlight without having to go down the, the stupid rabbit hole that Donald Trump goes down. Without having to do it, I can pinpoint every single loss on record, on his, whatever you believe of the trials and tribulations that he's going under, it's still a foible, right? I can point out that, you know, yeah, there have been some wins, but on the major issues of your personal liberty, your personal freedom, Donald Trump has erred on what side? Donald Trump is not your friend when it comes to freedom. Donald Trump is the friend of Donald Trump and whatever makes him look good in the moment. It's why he signed the, the safety or whatever the heck that was the, the, the um, get out of jail free card bill, right? It's Mm -hmm. why he signed that because why people played to his ego to get it signed. That's what, and what you can point out is I'm not about my ego. I He did a subtle job of it at the Family Leader Summit talking about uh, what happened when he signed the heartbeat bill and how many donors kind of, you know, scurried away because it's a, ooh, it's a social issue. He kind of did it, but you've got to wrap it in a bow that in less than 10 seconds, you can make that case. And it's very simple. I have won in Florida and I want to win for America. And the choice is an absolute winner or somebody who sometimes wins, but is really out for himself. Well, let, let, let me let me just ask you this. If the election were held today, well, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump wins. If the election were held today, a but, GOP primary. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a general election. If the general election were held today. OK, just thinking. Donald, yeah, yeah. Just thinking Donald Trump doesn't win. No. But does he get more votes or less votes than he did in 2020? I think that's all relative. Um, I think he gets less votes. But I also think Joe Biden will get less votes, too. Because I think America is up to here with geriatrics in office. But I also I also think he would get less electoral votes. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, I, he would lose. He He potentially would lose some states that he won last time. Um, mm-hmm. That were close. Um, I also I also look at it from how do you get to this electoral map issue, right? And we could deep dive on it, but you've got to find a way to win in Arizona. You have to find a way to win a Wisconsin, a Michigan. You you have to win like a combination of of those states plus a Pennsylvania or a Pennsylvania plus Nevada and Wisconsin, right? I think is what the, yeah. the two things were. But either way. In, my, my what, point, in my what, point is, what way has he shown the capability to peel voters off of the fence to, to his side? He hasn't. Has yet to show that. And, and that's what, what, what I'm talking about on the flip side of that, though, Pat, is who's making a better, who's making a case that, that they should be the winner? Nobody. Ron DeSantis is close. He's just not putting the bow on it and shoving it down the throat. He he's almost there. It's like, yeah, you don't have to attack Donald Trump as a human being to be able to attack from his right to get a prescription to win. And that's what's missing from this candidacy and from every other candidacy is you cannot win from being the left. Of Donald Trump. You must be to his right or to his libertarian right. You cannot be to his left to win. And that's why Nikki Haley, Asa Hutchinson, and Mike Pence are dead in the water because, by and large, they are to his left. You must be able to 
by your record, your policy prescriptions, and by your um, rhetoric be to the right. That's how we saw Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis pick up some numbers post the Family Leader Conference in New Hampshire. But I just do not see a path right now in which they are picking up enough momentum to matter. And yes, I get it. It's the summer. People are not totally paying attention. But again, to our other point, 18 million streams of the family leader tells me that ain't true. There were plenty of people picking up uh, what was being put down that day. Let's think about that, Pat. 18 million people. 70, how many 71 million or 79 million votes for Donald Trump in the last election? Uh, something like, uh, well, 81, 81 million was for Joe Biden, right? Right. I think it was 79 million for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Let's just assume that that's the number. About one fifth of the entire electorate that elected him viewed the family leader summit. Think about that. About about one fifth, about 20% were tuning in. In a primary season, you are lucky if you are getting 20% of people showing up in voting in a primary. You're lucky. That can matter, but you've got to be able to take it and run with it. And I'm not seeing that. I'm just not. I'm not seeing Ron DeSantis. I've seen, I'm seeing Ron DeSantis refuse to go the attack route on Donald Trump, right? Because you don't get into the mud and win. We know that. But you also must show why you are actually better at governing and that you have the package that people like about Donald Trump from the policy side of things. If you want to go down that route, or you're Vivek Ramaswamy and you're not about populism per se. I don't like the populist version of the Republican Party. It is not a long-term winning strategy. The winning strategy is this. This election is about your freedom, not my ego or the ego of any other candidacy. And I ask you one simple question. Who has defended your freedom from a governance perspective, more than I have. I will fight for your freedom. Meanwhile, others on this stage or others in this race are in it for themselves. My life has been about service, and we've talked about this time and time again. If you're Ron DeSantis, my life has been about service. I've served in the military. I've served in the Congress. I've served my state. And I want to continue to serve so that I can protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And ultimately, my opponents have a track record that show what? Failure to uphold your life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if you want that, and if you want to continue to lose your life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, elect somebody else. That's it. That's all you need to do. You can do that in less than 60 seconds. I don't know how why this is so hard for Ron DeSantis' campaign. I don't. I don't get it. But, I don't know why it's hard for anybody's campaign. I mean, that that that's a that's a pretty simple campaign strategy to put out there. So and, and it's something that why do you use that small 60 second soundbite? Because you can expound upon it. You can expand on why all the failures of Donald Trump to build the wall, to make Mexico pay for it, um, all the stuff with COVID. You remind them of every single thing that he failed to do for you and the things that he took from you during COVID. And you can, you can pinpoint at least four things that you could hammer every single campaign stop. And every single debate stage and every single time that you two stand next to each other and make him have to defend that. Because you have a record of of doing what? Figuring information out and pivoting when needed and ultimately erring on the side of your freedom first. 
It just boggles the mind. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anyway, Pat, I think now would be a great time for us to play the B or not the B. I think we need a woosaw moment, so yeah, let's do it. Fun. All right. Are you ready for today's headline? Um, well, are, is your Brewers ready to beat the Phillies? Kind of like we did to your Reds. Repeatedly. Shut up. Shut brutalized up. them. Shut up. Before and after the All-Star break. I hate you. <clears throat> In that case, today's headline. Snow White producers circumvent actor strike by casting seven random, random hobos from San Francisco. Snow White producers circumvent actor strike by casting seven random hobos from San Francisco. And while you are thinking about that, folks, yes, I know that this is likely later on in the day, but a great way to start your day is coffee from a brand that cares about their coffee, not theirs or your politics. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Again, that's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code critical thinking at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. That's right. Coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinking where they care about their coffee, small batch roasted for your enjoyment. And with that, Pat, do you need the headline one more time? One more time. Snow White producers circumvent actor strike by casting seven random hobos from San Francisco. Is this the B or not the B for 100 central bank digital currency dollars? Are they doing another Snow White movie? Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm going to go with not to be because that, first of all, it was too long of a headline to be the Babylon B. They're usually much shorter than that. Secondly, it just seems too ridiculous to not be real. How dare you? <laughs> you got this wrong. This is the Babylon Bee. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. <laughs> San Francisco, with the actor strike threatening to halt filming, the producers of Snow White decided to replace the dwarves with seven people chosen at random from a San Francisco homeless camp. Quote, you know what? Don't even bother having the hobos change clothes. Close, said director Rupert Sanders. I'm actually digging the part hippie, part revolutionary war crossover they have going. While allowing production to continue, sources at Disney did admit that the unusual casting choices did mean some characters had to be rewritten. Quote, we had to change Bashful to Shoeless Jimmy and Dopey to now Pirate Kevin, said Mr. Sanders. The real shocker was when we realized the producers actually found a homeless dwarf or a little guy. <laughs> we had to make one character <clears throat> normal sizey and then called the little one midget Steve. It's not perfect, but we're full steam ahead. According to sources, Disney offered cat each hobo, a six pack of beer and new socks as compensation. That pirate guy also asked for some rope said Disney CEO, Bob Iger. It was so much easier than negotiating with actors and we saved a fortune. The only real issue we've had on set is they keep stopping mid scene to take a dump right in front of everyone. We're going to have a lot of work to do in post-production, unquote. At publishing time, Disney had decided to just give up and light $100 million on fire with a flamethrower to get it over with. <sighs> Sad but true. Sad but true. <laughs> All right. So let us go 
to truth or fiction part de. And I'm going to go first with my first truth or fiction statement. Truth or fiction, Pat, <clears throat> abortion is paramount to military readiness. And before you speak, this is where this comes from. Why is the new DOD policy on abortion critical to military readiness? I'm really glad you asked that question. No, I mean, I really am. One in five members of the U.S. military are women, 20%. We're an all-volunteer force. Nobody's forcing you to sign up and go. People volunteer to go. You raise your right hand and you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for a few years or even for my life. And it might cost me my life to do it. And when you sign up and you make that contract, you have every right to expect that the organization, in this case the military, is going to take care of you and they're going to take care of your families. And they're going to make sure that you can serve with dignity and respect no matter who you are, who you love, uh, or, uh, or how you worship or don't. And, um, and our policies, whether they're diversity, inclusion, and equity, or whether they're about transgender individuals who qualify physically and mentally to serve to be able to do it with dignity, or whether it's about female service members, one in five, or female family members being able to count on the kinds of health care and reproductive care specifically that they need to serve. Uh, that is a foundational, sacred obligation of military leaders across the river. Uh, I've seen it myself, and it matters because it says we're invested in you because you are being willing to invest in us. You're investing your life, your family's livelihood with us, we owe you that back in return. I had a chance a couple of weeks ago to meet with some military spouses here at the White House. Um, some were active duty members, some were spouses, all were women. And 201, they told me, uh, that abortion laws in this country that are now being passed are absolutely having an effect on their willingness to continue serving in uniform or to encourage or discourage, in this case, their spouses from continuing service. So if you don't think there's gonna be a retention and a morale issue, think again, because it's already having that effect. I have a, a, a son uh, in the Navy, I think you all know that, and son-in-law too, they're both stationed down in Norfolk on destroyers. You know, and they're proud to keep serving their country in the Navy, but you know, the Navy told them where to go. They go, you go where you're told, that's the way orders work. You go where you're assigned, you don't get to choose. And so what happens if you get assigned to a state like Alabama, which has a pretty restrictive abortion law in place, and you're concerned about your reproductive care, what do you do? Do you say no and get out? Well, some people may decide to do that. And what does that mean? That means we lose talent, important talent. And we're, again, an all-volunteer force, recruiting as tough enough as it is with a very strong economy out there. We want to keep the people that we get, and we want to, we want to make sure that they can continue to serve. So it has, it can... I, I just... Again, Pat, abortion is paramount to military readiness, truth or fiction. I didn't hear one statement in that entire gobbledygook of a speech that says to me, abortion is necessary to military readiness. There, there, there is not one legitimate statement that he made that gives me any. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could, I could see why that would be pertinent to or paramount, as you put it, to military readiness. Not one. Not one. Okay, so he's trying to make the argument that, well, it depends on where you're stationed and where you're sent and where you're assigned. And if you're assigned to a place where you know abortion laws are are really strict, then you know. Well, first of all, we—I I would view our military as this this idea of, of hey, we're supposed to be protecting life to begin with. Um, shouldn't that start with our military and their children? He, he talked about taking care of their families. Doesn't that also mean unborn babies? Uh -huh. Th thirdly. Talk about getting, you know, maternal care mm -hmm. and the proper, why not, why not give them proper care to carry them throughout the pregnancy? And then 
if they want to put the baby up for adoption, they have the option to do that. I don't see why that, that shouldn't be a thing. If, you know, if, if a woman's in the military and dad's a stay at home dad or dad, you know, is, is at least able to be a single parent while, you know, mom is off serving her country. Why isn't that? Why, why aren't we talking about that? Why? Why? Why are we making an excuse? Well, if you join the military, you, 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 sh- you should be able to get an abortion. Basically, I mean, what he's coming down to as well, he's like, you know, we're, we're here to, uh, you know, you know, support you and support your families and things. No, he's also saying that the government owns you. And if you get pregnant, it's now a liability and it's now another mouth to feed and something to take care of and an expense for the military. That's what he's really saying. Thank you for that last statement. Also, I just have a very simple question to John Kirby. How do you have a military family if you kill the baby? There's no military family. That, that doesn't exist. No. Um, because there would be no, wait for it, family. There would be no mother and father. That would just be husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever have you. One night stand after one night stand. Secondly, he is full of absolute shit when it comes to how military assignment works. It is true that the military has the ability to send you where they want you. That is true. But you are also, and I know this because it's been multiple members of my own family that have served in the Air Force specifically and in other branches, in which, wait for this, Pat, you get to draw up your first, second, and third choice. And they try to accommodate as much as possible the first choice that you would like or the first base that you would like to go to. If the need is greater at another location, they might go to your second choice. They try to avoid giving you your third choice at all costs. Yeah, it is true that ultimately they can assign you where they would like, but they are not in the business normally of assigning you to places that have no value to you nor the military. And and pray tell, why would the military be so accommodating in this particular instance? I can't imagine why, Pat. Enlighten me. I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. It's because it's, wait for this, about the health mentally and physically of the people whom are serving. If they are being accommodated for what they would like to do with their assignment, right? Generally speaking, you have happier warriors. What a weird, what a weird concept. He is absolutely full of shit. And then thirdly, he is full of shit. There ain't no way in hell he had a conversation with more than one person this weekend about this idea and this question. Ain't no freaking way. There's no way in hell anybody was like, you know what? If I could station in Alabama, shit. I don't, I, no. Nah, brah. Just, just nah. Not, not having it. Not pulling that wool over my eyes. This is insane. Abortion for military readiness. If you wanted to go down that road, my question to John Kirby would be then, why are we allowing women to serve in the military at all? Right. I'm not suggesting that's a right stance. I'm suggesting that if you believe that abortion is about military readiness, shouldn't the ability to even get pregnant be a hindrance to military readiness? You could take that a step further and be like, well, wait a minute. Wouldn't it be more necessary for them to get pregnant so that we could put more men into the military? Right. I, I'm just, mm. I'm, I, what you're really saying is that women shouldn't be serving in the military there, John Kirby. That's what you're saying. Because women don't have the ability to plan out a pregnancy. Wait, men and women 
both have that ability should they so choose to. This also goes back to my fundamental argument on abortion. The only surefire way, if you are so worried about having a baby, to not have one is to not engage in intercourse. Unless you're ready for the consequence that could come from that pleasurable experience. And if that consequence is a positive for you, great. If that consequence would be a negative, maybe you should think twice about the choices you make that put yourself in that situation to begin with. And that goes for people who commit all sorts of victimless crimes, if you will, right? Or people who choose alcohol over their spouse or this or that. It's the same concept. You've got a choice. Yes. It is true that there's alcoholism, there's all sorts of addiction out there. But how do you beat that addiction? You choose something over that, and you've got tools to cope with that addiction. I just find this to be fundamentally dishonest gaslighting. The fact that they're attempting to do this, this is just further proof as well, Pat, of the social experiment, experimentation that has become our military. You can make an argument that it has been that way since roughly World War II. But it needs to stop. This is not your personal fodder. This is not your political will be done. No, no, no. On either side, by the way. But I, I, I go back to two things. Number one. Sex is a choice for 99.9% of the time that it occurs. Number two, it has nothing to do with military readiness because if it does, then any woman who is married and wants to start a family, that affects military readiness. And how dare they? I'd love to see you make that case, John Kirby. I'd love to see you make the case of, by the way, we're really going to discourage our married um, uh, military personnel from, from having babies uh, because it affects their readiness to fight. Are you seriously going to try to make that case? You know, all this might make him a Richard of the Week nominee at this point. Yeah, for sure. All right, with that being said, Pat, let's go into your second truth or fiction. All right, truth or fiction. Including the GOP presidential candidates, the Republicans will have a better slate of candidates than the Dems in 2024. I'm going to go fiction. Okay, Absolute fiction. Because I have one very simple question. Do you Mm -hmm. trust Team GOP? Hells nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin McCarthy, Mike DeWine. No. Do I need to keep naming names? Lindsey Graham. No. Do I keep needing to need to go down the list of Mitch McConnell? No. Okay. There's your simple answer. Hell nah. This is fiction. <laughs> This is a thousand percent fiction and, 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 and beyond the simplicity of, I don't trust team GOP. How many candidates have has team GOP run that were supposedly on our side that have F or D Liberty scores? A lot of them, a lot of them for every chip Roy, there's a, at least five, at least the phonics out there. Nah, brah. Uh, until you until you show me the proof of these people actually standing for the things that we're supposed to believe the GOP stands for, and I don't know, actually physically putting it out there when they get in power, until that happens, that statement will never be true. I mean, if we were just looking at presidential candidates... I mean, come on, the standard isn't that high. 
it really isn't that high to be mm-hmm. to be better than Joe Biden or any other Democrat that's trying to uh, primary him. Mm-hmm. The, the standard is not not high, mm-hmm. not high. Mm-hmm. The Senate and the House, however, based on what we learned in 2022, I don't trust them to do diddly squat. Either give us some good candidates that we can trust. Or it's going to be 2022 all over again. So I agree. This is fiction. Yeah. Thousand percent fiction. And with that, folks, uh, your final thoughts on today's show, Mr. Pat and Lee. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And John Kirby sucks. I see what you did there. Kirby vacuums. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> with that, folks, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.